Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as this podcast episode is going to discuss the June 10th Gemini solar eclipse energies. We're going to look at what may be coming up as well as what we are clearing out. So there's a lot of interesting energies in this solar eclipse. Every solar eclipse is in fact a new moon. So this is a Gemini new moon solar eclipse and it is happening on June 10th at 6.53 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time and it's happening at nearly 20 degrees of Gemini. Now this podcast episode is a little bit different than the videos I do for you on YouTube that go through the chart of the eclipse. I'm going to talk more about the energies, what we're clearing out. I'm going to go a little bit deeper. So there is a difference between this episode and the chart videos I do for you on YouTube. This solar eclipse happens after the lunar eclipse on May 26. Now, this is interesting in and of itself because when we have a lunar eclipse first, then it often stirs up and amplifies the emotions because every lunar eclipse is a full moon. And when that energy is first, something comes up. There's an awareness. There's something that rises up in us that is illuminated. Then when we have a preceding solar eclipse, we are bringing the pieces together and understanding what we want to begin after that lunar eclipse. Typically in an astrological cycle, we would have a solar eclipse that plants the seed that is intentions and new beginnings, followed by the lunar eclipse, where the energy is illuminated, even amplified, where we have new awareness that comes in after the solar eclipse. But in this case, the energies are reversed. So it tends to be that it's more emotional before the solar eclipse, that something comes up, there can be more chaos, perhaps even messier. Things could feel like they get tossed up in the air and you're trying to sort it out and bring it together. What do I do with this? Then by the solar eclipse, there's an understanding of what matters, what your priorities are, what your intentions are, and what you want to focus on going forward. So that can be helpful in understanding the flow of energies, that the lunar eclipse is more emotional and then the solar eclipse is, okay, what am I going to do with this? What have I learned? What have I come through? What have I understood? Now, what am I choosing going forward? And this particular Gemini solar eclipse is really quite fascinating because we have the sun and the moon together at 19 degrees of Gemini, 47 minutes. Now, whenever it's 30 minutes or higher, we typically round up, and that's why we're calling this 20 degrees of Gemini, which makes it also conjunct Mercury in Gemini retrograde at 20 degrees. So the Sun, Moon, Mercury, all huddled together at exactly 20 degrees of Gemini. This is where you want to look in your natal chart at that 20 degrees, because this is where the universe is bringing your attention to focus on something. And more specifically in Gemini, not only is it communication, information, details, travel, your local environment, it's the stories that we have 
ingrained within us, the stories we create, the narrations that we move through, how we perceive the world, perceive our lives, perceive other people, and how we then create stories and information based on what we are seeing. So we have a strong Gemini focus, and Gemini is ruled by Mercury, who is in his home sign of Gemini retrograde. So there's a lot here about how we use our minds. And if our minds are really processing and seeing everything, understanding everything, how many messages are we absorbing and taking in? And with this eclipse, because Mercury is the ruler and Mercury is retrograde, we can be more contemplative. We can be considering reconsidering, reprioritizing, reorganizing, reevaluating. There's a lot of mental energy in the eclipse, but it's under review. And that's happening with the Mercury retrograde at the eclipse point. So there's something at this solar eclipse that's coming up for review, but I feel like you already know what it is. It's already something that you've been aware of since May, since the middle of May, if not sooner, because Mercury first went to 20 degrees of Gemini on May 18th, 19th, 20th. The eclipse is here at 20 degrees of Gemini, and then Mercury goes over this degree point again early July, July 3rd and 4th. So there is a process underway of considering what our minds are telling us, what stories we're creating, what energy is coming up that we can look at in a deeper way now. And then to add even more interest to this current energy, all three of these planets in Gemini are being squared by Neptune in Pisces, which is now at 23 degrees. And this is a new degree point for Neptune. That's a big deal. That's because of how slowly Neptune moves through each astrological sign. And when it goes to a new degree point, it opens up new energies in our charts. So now that Neptune is at 23 degrees of Pisces, it's in the third deacon of Pisces, which is between 20 and 29 degrees. And since 2011, we've really been going into more of what it means to be spiritual intuitive, emotional, how we connect with energies we don't see, but we feel and we sense. Neptune went into Pisces in 2011 and opened up our spirituality more, our ability to trust ourselves, our ability to let things go and to trust the flows of life. Now at this eclipse, with Neptune at a new degree point, there's a new level of trust a new higher understanding that's opening up and it's actually asking us to honor our own mastery. Honor what you have really understood about your relationship with God, Source, Spirit, the universe. Where are you more masterful at surrendering? Where are you better at trusting? Where are you able to be okay not knowing all the details or all the particulars. This is also the energy of how we let go, of how we say, okay, I understand this phase is over or this situation is over. Something within me is elevating itself. It's going up to a higher perspective, a higher point. 
and that Neptune and Pisces wants us to go higher and to trust our higher selves, to trust more outside of our human faculties, outside of our human mind and how we absorb energy and see things and what we take in. This is a reminder that we have the ability to go higher and to trust even more. And I feel like this Neptune and Pisces is going to ask us to apply this knowingness to really be in a place of supreme trust in yourself and to, to practice detachment. That's another key word here as Neptune moves through Pisces is the detachment where you're okay if one thing happens and you're okay if it doesn't happen because you know that the universe will come forward with another solution, with another option. You don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to be in that place of managing, organizing, bringing in all the particulars. This Neptune in Pisces is asking us to exhale, lean back, release, and allow the energies to take care of us. So we could also be looking at how we feel supported by universal forces, how we feel supported by what we need, how we feel supported in our lives, and that's based on your trust and your ongoing relationship with spirit. And so this could be a time when you're opening up to more spiritual guidance and perhaps you're just simply asking even more. You're asking for a solution or the way forward. You're asking and then detaching from the how. And that is essential with these ongoing energies and what we're practicing is that the how can show up in so many forms, in so many ways. And are you able to step back from being in control of that? Quote unquote control. Because what we're also looking at is how dearly loved we are how deeply respected and cherished we are just being in these human bodies. And when we couple that with a growing trust in the divine and a growing trust in ourselves, we elevate above the mundane. We're no longer needing to overmanage, overorganize, overcontrol, you know, figure out every how and every particular. And that Neptune in Pisces also reminds us that we need to take a break. We need to relax. We need downtime. We need to be involved in things that are artistic, creative, uh, really lift our energy, take us out of only being in our heads and opens us up to even more of what we can create or experience, the messages that we can receive, the intuition that we can trust. So this Neptune in Pisces is opening us up to even more energies that we have access to and that we can play with, but it often can be a challenge to the parts of ourselves that want to see, that want to know, that want something clear, solid. I want to hold it in my hand. I want to see it with my own eyes. This is where we're trusting that it's okay to not see everything with our own eyes just yet. These Neptune and Pisces themes are very important during this solar eclipse because of how Neptune is squaring those three planets in Gemini. Again, the moon, the sun, and Mercury retrograde. And that square from Neptune diffuses and dissolves. It removes. It takes things away. 
it says, oh, just kidding, you can't have that. Or, oh, just kidding, that's going to change. And there can be this energy where what you're mentally focusing on can be challenged by the higher energies of Pisces that say, can you step back from that? Can you get out of your mind and consider other potentials, other ways of moving through this, other ways of experiencing something that you might not know right now, you might not see it right now. Neptune challenging Gemini energies like this means that we may be at a loss for words. We might not know what to say if we're too much in our heads. And this is where when we trust our intuition, when we trust what feels right, when we trust the energy or the emotions coming up, we'll get exactly what we need or we'll have the right word or we'll be able to say what we need to say. It will just look different than how you planned it. So I feel like this could be both a confusing energy at this solar eclipse and it could also be an opening energy if you're really in your head a lot, which is the Gemini energies. And it's a bit like reminding your brain, hey brain, you work for me, I don't work for you. So if there's been too much mental spinning, if there's been things you've been trying to figure out and organize and bring together, something you want to write or say, speak, communicate, chances are the energy is going to flow when you trust what you're feeling and sensing and you're not hung up on the exact word choice or the exact particulars. This also means that during June, travel plans are going to change. And that's particularly interesting to note because in June, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, school is ending or complete. People are on the move for vacations, for traveling, to seeing friends, seeing family. And so this influence here is saying that there will be travel delays. There will be changes in plans. There'll be rerouting. There may be some resources that don't show up or fall through. There is a requirement to be flexible and go with the flow and anticipate changes in June. And I'm going to say throughout the whole month of June because of how the Mercury retrograde is in effect uh, from May 29th until June 23rd. So there is a lot here that's going to be shifting and changing. Uh, you also want to double check your details for travel. Make sure that you actually bought the ticket or that a place is actually open. Uh, be aware that this could be something that comes up around traveling and think about how different states and countries have different travel restrictions now. And maybe you want to really get clear if you're traveling to a different location, what is required upon entry, because it could be very confusing. Uh, it could be unknown. You know, there could be some things that you didn't see the first time. And now when you arrive or right before you leave, there's new information that comes out. So I feel like there's going to be confusion in June around travel and movement, what's open, what's closed, uh, what you can do, what you can't do, what's required. And there could be a lot of inconsistencies where one day it says this and the next day it says that. So this is where there can also be the frustration and the sense of what do I believe, what is really accurate. And I think that's going to be a theme in June. 
Now, another thing that's coming up here during this solar eclipse is that on July 14th and 15th, we're going to have the second square between Saturn in Aquarius, Saturn's now retrograde, and Uranus in Taurus, which is direct. So Saturn is retrograde, Uranus is direct, Uranus is more powerful. If this were a duel of some sort, which it kind of is, Uranus has more energy, Uranus is moving direct, and is new in new territory at 13 degrees of Taurus. Uranus has not been at this degree point, and it's almost like as soon as he moves to this degree point, he has that interaction with Saturn in Aquarius retrograde. This energy was first initiated in February, and this is the second time they are meeting. The third time they will meet is the end of December of this year. So at this time in the middle of June, not only do we have this solar eclipse that has changes, confusion, inconsistency, uncertainty, we also have the second square that is shifting our realities, that's changing what matters to us, changing our values and our priorities, and also working with us at a much deeper level to gain clarity on what we want for the long term. Now, this could be an energy of release, of I'm done, I don't want this, I'm ready to go, I'm complete with this cycle, with this uh, soul contract. I'm complete with this person, with this situation. I'm done with this job. This energy can be impulsive. It can be the part of you that is feeling so much pressure that you want to relieve it somehow. And this is where there can be the chaos or the breakdowns. This is where you just say, I don't even care what happens. I just want a change or I just want movement. I'm just ready for something different, something new. Again, this energy can feel like if you've been holding it together in some manner, uh, you've been holding it together at your job, you've been holding it together with a family member, you've been you know, trying to work something out or you've been wanting a solution or looking for something to open up or shift. I feel like this Saturn squaring Uranus is an internal pressure that is showing us there's always another way, another option, and it's out of your mind, meaning it's not what you think it is. There's something that has to change in your physical reality, and this is Uranus in Taurus. Taurus is the physical reality. It's what we rely on every day. Taurus seeks stability and security and is learning that that energy can be strengthened within, where you can handle any change in life. You can go through all types of energies, all types of phases in your life, and as long as you feel that stabilized energy within you, you'll be able to handle it. And that internalization of strength is something that the Taurus journey is moving through. Now with Uranus there, there's some kind of shock an earthquake, an awakening, something that can even be liberating comes through that changes our physical realities. So this is happening to all of us collectively, and it's also happening to each of us individually. So Uranus and Taurus is shaking up our lives wherever it's at in your chart at 13 degrees of Taurus. You're looking for a release from pressure. You're looking for 
change and movement. Uh, this can be drastic. This can be something that you get rid of a lot of things or you do a big overhaul in your life. This could be where you have reached the end of your rope and you've been trying. And I, I feel like that's part of the energy as well is that we can stick with something to see it through or we made a commitment, or we said, I'm going to do my best with this. I'm going to show up. Uh, there could be a sense of responsibility. There could be a sense of, I need this because I relied on this for so long. But during the middle of June, the pressure is increasing to the point where the universe is saying, what are you removing? What is done? What are you letting go of? Because it's not in alignment with what you truly love and want right now in your life. And these are also the higher energies of Taurus is what do you need to live a good life? What does it mean to you to really love yourself? What does that really look like? Because it can look different at different phases of our lives. What does it mean to love who I am and honor who I am? And with the square to Saturn in Aquarius, that's retrograde, which means it's reviewing and it's internalized energy, that Saturn in Aquarius retrograde can be about people. Aquarius is groups of people, uh, the people you know, the people in your community, in your tribe, in your circles. It can also be related to your life direction, to what you want to experience, uh, the visions we have, where we're going, what matters to us. And when we have this square, we're prioritizing ourselves first, and it means that other people's energies are not as important, as not as influential as perhaps they were, especially earlier in the year when there was this first square. So you could be reassessing relationships and priorities. You could be reassessing who you listen to, uh, who you connect with, who's on the same page. This energy can also be rebellious, but that can be a good thing. And I think of it as because this Uranus in Taurus is stronger, the energy is, I need to do this for me. I need to do this because I want it, because I deserve it, because I'm ready. And that's reason enough. And never mind what everyone else says or what other people's opinions are. Never mind any of that. And you know, that can be interesting where, again, what was really big for you earlier in the year, like the people you listened to or the opinions that you were hearing or even what you were taking in from the world, that could shrink down in June where you're like, you know, that doesn't matter as much to me as I thought it did or that isn't as important as it used to be. Again, there's a shift in values. There's this shift in priorities. And the shift is into yourself. The energy is internal and it's bigger. It's like this fullness that's been growing and blooming. And it's similar to a flower that has been slowly blossoming. And now it's opened up and it's opened up to more of its own self-love self-worth, self-value. And the Taurus energy wants us to understand we're worthy and we're loved for everything that we want or anything that we're dreaming of or anything that we could hold as valuable. And then the Uranus energy is often fast moving. And it says, yes, I'm going to go for it. Yes, this is reason enough because 
I no longer need the insights and feedback from the peanut gallery. I no longer need to listen to the audience, quote unquote which is also Aquarian. Aquarian is the audience, uh, the people, the crowd, and all of that, it feels like it gets hushed down where you maybe turn down the volume on those voices or those areas of your life where they used to be much louder back in the first few months of this year. So Uranus in Taurus is the stronger energy. And because of that, it's really asking you to break free from where you've been holding yourself back. And it's asking you to look at what's really in your heart and where you're ready to grow next. And that is one of the energy signatures here of the Gemini solar eclipse. Now, because it's a new moon, it's always about what is your intention? What do you want? What is important to you now? In Gemini, it's the sign of duality. So there can be two priorities, two intentions, two parts of your life, two parts of yourself that are equally important to you and you're learning how to integrate them, how they can work together, how they can be on the same page and also where this energy is revealing that it's time for change and that's one of the energy signatures also of the May 26th Sagittarius total lunar eclipse is change. So that's really the theme if we were to summarize what eclipse season is about here, is that we're all shifting and changing in significant ways. And it's because of what we've been through, especially in the past year, the past 18 months. We're aware now of different life priorities and life directions. And those changes require letting go of something which is also a strong influence from that Neptune and Pisces, as I talked about earlier. So here we go. We're in this energy of new potentials, new pathways, and new timelines. And the new timelines are a shift into energies that are truer to you, that honor what you've been through and what you've learned. Also in honoring what your new values are. Again, what matters to you in your life now, you know, where you really want to commit to a life that matters, to something fulfilling, to what is satisfying, because that will always raise your energy. And that's another message of this eclipse, is that because that Neptune in Pisces wants us to go higher, we could intuitively receive messages, energy, inspirations into the mind that jolt us forward, that show us more of what we love and enjoy. And the mind is needing to be more receptive because of that influence from Neptune and Pisces, meaning it is important to quiet the mind, go for walks, exercise, get out of your head, get into your body, make time to meditate And to calm the mind, especially if there's a lot of anxiety, worry, or anything coming up around the changes, you're safe. You're always safe. You're always safe during changes. And this is where that Gemini nervous system can be very active, where there can be a lot moving through us as changes unfold. And it might feel like there isn't much steady ground just yet. So know that we are made to shift and change during these energies. We are equipped to do so 
And we don't want to be overly focused in figuring it out or overthinking it. In fact, if you find yourself overthinking, call yourself on it. I remember like 20 years ago, one of my spiritual teachers asked me about something and she's like, are you overthinking it? Which is a funny question to ask someone who's overthinking because now I'm just going to overthink that and consider that. And she's like, no, it's just a quick yes or no. And I said, yes, I'm totally overthinking it. She's like, okay, that's what you have to work on then. And you have to be aware of it and you have to call yourself on it. And you have to then have a process or a way to balance the energy. And so that can be doing something physical, doing something that gets you out of your linear mind, uh, doing something that is as simple as, again, being receptive. So listening to music, listening to guided meditations, doing something that's creative or expressive or artistic, anything that then takes you to a different energy field or an energy experience will get you out of your mind and it's going to alleviate those mental burdens. And so the Gemini energy is very strong this time of year. And so we're all going to be thinking a lot and moving through things in our minds and probably doing extra sorting, analyzing, overanalyzing, looking at every direction or every possibility. And it can all be a waste of time because have there been times in your life when something's been very big in front of you? So you've been thinking about it and getting clear on the details and specifics and you've been trying to know what's gonna happen. And then what happens next is not even something that was in your awareness or you didn't plan it or didn't see it unfolding in that way. So we have to know when to say brain, shut up, and consciously move our energy towards something else. This is about a self-management. This is also knowing yourself because if you have strong Gemini, strong Mercury, strong third house, or strong air signs in your chart, air signs are Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, then your go-to is the mind. Let me figure this out. Let me think about this. Let me see what this could be. And that is certainly a strength because it is very intelligent. Uh, It's an energy of ideas and possibilities and discussions, conversations, a lot to say, a lot that wants to be expressed. The mind is very on. But there is energy here where it can just be too much. It's just too damn much. And we don't even realize it at times. And then we don't know how to get out of it. So I feel like this solar eclipse is going to open up new ways for us to work with all of our energy, all of ourselves, all of our physical self, our intuitive self, our spiritual self, our emotional self, because the mind is going to be too confused if it's trying to figure everything out. And that's where you can just say, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't get it. I don't know what's going to happen. And that can be very powerful, not powerless. It can be, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but it could be really amazing. It could be better than what I'm thinking of or what I'm planning. If there's a travel delay, if something gets canceled, if there are shifts in your plans and you're uh, momentarily disappointed, then what you can do is reaffirm that this is a change for the best. This is something that's happening in a way that's supporting you, even if you never know why and you never know how. But when you affirm those energies and those messages, that's the energy you're creating. 
And in fact, I'm realizing that I just practiced this the other day because my son and I are traveling in late June and I just received a notification from the airline that they changed our flight to a red eye, which I do not like red eyes, but I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go with it. Let's just see how this plays out. Maybe it's a better option. Maybe the flight will change again. Maybe there'll be something else that opens up. I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to stay on top of it and check the details of it. I don't prefer it, but I trust this is happening because I'm always supported. So giving yourself those reminders is also going to calm down the mind and settle the nervous system, settle down the parts of us that can really go into worry, anxiety, even panic. And if that's coming up for you, then it's extra, extra important for you to do trusting exercises. Because if you've been too much in your head and you haven't been trusting, uh, then you have the opportunity here to shift that to be more balanced because you could be unconsciously really stirring yourself up, really getting that anxiety or that nervous system going because you haven't developed other tools of trust, other tools that remind you that there's more than just the mind. There's more than just what you're thinking. There's other ways to connect with all of your energy that will alleviate the mental burdens. So again, that is about going into parts of yourself that maybe you're less familiar with, whether that's your intuition or your physical self. Uh, That's the energy of opening up the mind as well and saying, okay, there's more that could be happening here and it's okay if I don't figure it out right now. It's okay if I don't have all the answers at this time. And as soon as you let it go, as soon as you say, all right, I'm not sure how this is going to play out, but I trust. I trust it's going to be amazing. I trust it's going to be right for me. I trust what I need will show up. When you do that opening, opening to the trust, then it will bring in exactly what you need. So we have some very interesting energies with this Gemini solar eclipse. And there are ways to reprogram our minds to look at what we can do differently, what we can do better, where we can alleviate ourselves of mental burdens of over-processing or perhaps spinning, where we can step back and call ourselves on it and say, okay, I can do this differently. How can I do this differently? What new tools can I put into place so that I'm not spinning in my head? And it's very interesting that this is happening during Gemini season where we do have a lot of focus on the mind. So I hope this has given you some good insights into the Gemini solar eclipse on June 10th as this energy will be strong throughout most of June and I will be discussing it even more in the weekly Wednesday episodes as we talk about the energies that we're experiencing at this time. So this will be an ongoing discussion and we will look at it even more as we move through June. So thank you so much for joining me. As always, I appreciate your time, energy, and presence for this podcast. You can find out more about me over at mollymccord.online and be sure and check out my YouTube channel where you'll find a number of playlists that talk more about your astrology chart as well as the current astrological energies. Thank you as always for being here and I look forward to connecting with you very soon. This podcast happens every Monday and Wednesday and I am grateful that thousands of you around the world are interested in going on this astrological journey with me. I'll see you back here really soon.